Barnabas and Saul for the work which I had called them for. Now, he just mentioned here that there were prophets, there were teachers that were gathered together at that place at Antioch. Yet, they seemed to be something missing, or rather, a phase in the ministry of Paul and Barnabas that they could not enter into unless and until they began to minister to the Lord. Moments of destiny are terrified in the presence of the worship of the Almighty God. There is absolutely nothing the Spirit of God cannot do if we learn to worship the Father of all spirits. Many of us don't really understand what worship is. And because of that fact, we don't find more of the Spirit speaking in the churches. Speaking in the churches. Because the Spirit of God needs, requires an atmosphere of reverence. An atmosphere of worship unto the Lord. Remember, the Holy Spirit comes to glorify Jesus. So, any place where Jesus is glorified, the Holy Spirit will ever be there. Because Jesus, brothers and sisters, is the crown of heaven. So the Holy Spirit goes throughout the earth seeking men, places where Jesus is glorified. Where Jesus is magnified. And in those places, the Bible says he settles. You know, if if you look in the book of Genesis chapter 8, Moses sent two types of birds. He sent the raven and then he sent the dove. He sent the raven twice and it came back. When he sent the dove, the dove never came back. Because, and, 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 and when Noah took that as land was appearing, because the bird or the dove had found the place to settle. When Jesus Christ comes to be baptized by John the Baptist, the Bible says the Spirit of God came upon him like a dove that settled on him. And that was the beginning of a revolution when the Spirit of God came on Jesus. Yesterday when I was preparing for to come here for the late service, I heard the Spirit of God say to me, the coming of Jesus was an introduction into a life with the Holy Spirit. Brothers and sisters, He is all you need. He is all you need. Once He introduces you into that ministry of the Holy Spirit, your whole life is eternal. Look at Jesus. You are 
really saw the Son of God. He was the Son of God in He received the Holy Spirit. Yet he couldn't do anything. Until that Spirit from heaven came upon him, he couldn't do anything. Because the Spirit of God is the ability of God. And even then in the book of Acts, it was only when they began to minister, minister to the Lord that the Spirit spoke. Read Revelation chapter number 2. I promise you, You know what the prophet Micah said? He said, I'm full of the spirit and power of the Lord. And that's what I feel causing through my being right now. The spirit and the power of the Lord. For you. For you. For you. And I want to help you get to that place in your heart where you are ready to receive ministry from the Holy Spirit. Because not many people know how to receive ministry from the Holy Spirit. Not many Christians know how to receive ministry from the Spirit. They think receiving ministry from the Spirit means to, you know, cry in prayer or babble in other tongues. And they take that as ministry. No. A thousand times, no. There is such a thing as the ministry of the Holy Spirit. His service in you and to you. A service he renders in your spirit. A service he renders in your life such that he utters the cause of your destiny forever. I remember the first time in my life where I had an encounter with the Spirit of God. It was in June 2010. The 20th. I'll never forget that. 11 o'clock. In fact, it was going on 11.15 and I was singing in my brain. All of a sudden, I had a wind. So the, the, the room that I was sitting outside, there was a tree. So I had the bustling of the tree. And that sort of got my attention. So it did once, and then it stopped. And then it did once again, and then it stopped. The last time, it was like a continuous wind going And then she was going like this. And in my mind, I thought, maybe there was wind, you know? So I picked up the window. The tree that is outside the yard was not moving. The tree that was inside the yard, it was one that was moving. And I thought to myself, what is this? As I thought that, the wind came into my room. Oh! Ah! came into my room from the window side and you know when the Bible says and the Lord spoke to 
drove from the whirlwind. Out of the wind came the voice. He said, I am the Lord who called you. Many of us don't know him. 
Many of us don't know him. Many of us don't understand his impetus, his movements. The Bible says Elijah went to Mount Hard, the mountain of God, and he was in a cave. And a whirlwind passed, an earthquake passed. The Bible says that the Lord still was not in it. But then the Bible says, and Elijah heard a still small voice and he wrapped himself in his mantle because God was in that still small voice. I think the Holy Spirit wants to introduce himself to you tonight in a very special way. In a very special way. He said, it shall be the last day, says God that I'll pour out my spirit upon your sons and daughters. Your young man shall see visions. Oh God. Says your old man shall prophesy. Even your old man shall dream dreams and I'll pour my spirit upon my maid servants and men servants. Are you a maiden of the Lord?
that shapes eons is present in the spirit. Hebrews 11 verse 3. 11 verse 3. Just keep playing that song, right? Hebrews 11 verse 3. So when God said, the seed of the woman 
shall crush your feet. Every other prophet in the Bible was prophesying from that word from God. Because the very first time we hear that there will be a coming of the seed of the woman. Maybe you don't understand what that means. A human being has never been produced by a seed that is from a woman. It is man that gives the seed. The life generating principle is not with the woman, it is with the man. That's why the Bible says, as Adam sinned, so all have died. Not as Eve sinned, as Adam. Men fell because of Adam because in him was the life generating principle in his seed. So when God said, the seed of the woman, everything in creation knew that there was going to come a time when there will be a man born, not of the seed generated from a man, but a seed that comes from the woman. This man would not be human in origin. His life would not be human because it would come from an agency that is outside the parameters of human life. What was God doing? He was setting in motion the aeons. The aeons to which Jesus would come to the age, the generation, the alignment, the, the system. Some of you have desires that are outside the pathway of your life. Those desires may be good, but unless God gives a word, that pathway will not be framed for you. The alignment of destinies. Last night, yesterday morning, I told you how, how God, how, how, you know, I'm trying to rush because the power is getting strong. He said, I said to you that there was a reconstruction, a recreation in Genesis that happened because of a judgment that took place because of the fall of Satan. The world had to be reframed, repaired, regenerated. There are certain things in your life that are necessary for your destiny but are broken. And until God's rhema comes and repairs that area, you may never reach your full potentials. You may never reach your greatness designated for you. That's why prophecy is important. That's why prophecy is important because prophecy restores divine order. Restores divine order. Such that your life, your walk goes in the way prepared. <laughs> When you live like that, there is no witchcraft. There is no hex, enchantment that can ever work in your life. People don't understand what witchcraft is. Witchcraft is not a byproduct 
of you know those poloes, right? Witchcraft is the release of negative words. The release of poisonous words. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. No any other time. He tells you that the weapons, the, the true weapons of mass destructions are not the bombs, are not the atomic bombs, are not the bullets. They are, they are weapons that come from the mouth. When Balak wanted to kill Israel, destroy Israel, he went to their prophet and said, curse Israel. Curse Israel. But why? Because he recognized that as long as the blessing of the Lord God Almighty was with Israel, no amount of army could defeat them, even though they were small. The word was spoken. But I said, I'll do. Every time he tried to curse, prophecy came out. Blessings over Israel came out. Until the last time he prophesied, he said, there is no enchantment against Jacob that shall prevail. He knew it. He knew it. Why? Because the angel of the Lord was with them. God told Moses, my angel shall go before you. That angel had the word of blessing. How is Israel's destiny formed? Why do we have Jewish people today? God spoke to a man. He said, so shall your descendants be. He said to Sarah, out of your womb shall come kings. God had to speak. Until God spoke, that womb could not produce kings. That womb could not produce princes. It was not in the ability of Sarah. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, if, if it meant anything, Sarah, Sarah's father had died. He was, he was a half-sister to Abraham. So there was nothing in her, nothing of her future that told that she would be somebody great. She was the mother of queens. She was the Eve of the generation of the Jewish people. How could that be? Look at David. Look at David. Look at David, a shepherd boy. You know, during the week I was praying. I was praying and, and I thought to myself, Lord, you taught David royalty. You taught him how to be a king. He was a shepherd boy. There was nothing about him that smelled majesty. But his brothers, idiot. They looked like they were fit for kingship. When Samuel, Samuel said, they showed you must be the Lord's anointed. The Lord said, don't you dare, for I've rejected him. And God still doesn't tell him, there is somebody I've called. Until Samuel asked, don't you have someone else? When God has marked you, notice, it was not until the prophet spoke to David 
that his motion into the throne room was sent. We could say, but God could have appeared to David like he appeared to Moses and made him king. No, no, he could not have because at that time it was the establishment of kingdoms. And the, the, there was a way that God has set to establish kings and that was through prophets. So a prophet who had the eyes of God had to anoint a king in his office. That's why God told Elijah to go anoint the king. Because it is prophets that anoint kings. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? Why prophets? Because they possess the word of the Lord. The word of the Lord is with them. So how are kings anointed by the word of the Lord? So the body of Christ is full of kings that do not possess rhema. Full of kings that lack the hearing of the spirit, the voice of the spirit. Seven times Jesus said in Revelations, he that has an E, let him hear what the spirit says to the churches. I mean, it was Jesus that was talking to the churches, yet he tells the churches to hear the spirit. Why doesn't he, does he say, he that has an ear, let them hear what I am saying. He doesn't say let them hear, he says let them hear what the Spirit is saying. Because it is the Spirit that has the books. It is the Spirit that holds the destinies. It is the Spirit that holds our future. Let them hear what the Spirit is saying. He says you shall think of what's mine. Jesus never speaks without the Holy Spirit. speak without the Holy Spirit. Welcome Holy Spirit, I am in your presence. He never speaks. He never speaks. Later on say. A word they will free you blessings. Oh, that's all Every time the Lord Jesus Christ ministered to people. You always ask them, do you believe that I can do this? Tonight, raise your faith to the Lord. Raise your faith to the Lord. Have you, have you ever watched maybe a service in church? And maybe there was a prophet who came to church and or maybe a pastor, a minister of the gospel who was ministering somewhere and he was ministering to people and then he would just randomly go to people and pick that one up and pick. Why doesn't he pick the one next to the one he chose? Have you ever asked yourself? You know, sometimes when, when I was in those kind of meetings, I would sit down and I would think to myself, why isn't God calling me? 
And then I realized something the Spirit of God told me. He said, I can only minister to those whose faith is switched on. So sometimes with me personally, when I minister, most of the time, the angel of the Lord will stand behind the person that I'm to minister to. See how you see? Yes, I see him. I see him even now I see him. And that's why. I've given many prophecies about nations, many prophecies about nations. There is not one of them that has not come to pass. They might be thinking, I am prophesying. But many times I'm reading. I'm reading what the angel is showing me. That angel is here. And I see him carrying scrolls. You know, when the, 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 the angel Gabriel came to Daniel, appeared to Daniel, he says, I'm here to tell you what is written in the books of the future. And the angel started talking about what the events that were to come. All the angel was telling Daniel was what was written in the books of the future. May God speak to you. A word for the season you are in. A word that's fit for the moment. That just suits and fits where you are. Jesus, pick that up, brother. Pick that up. Pick that up. So I want us to minister to the Lord, right? Minister to Him. Let's go ahead.
desire of the spirit, the revelation of the spirit from your life. But he will say, Maracus for Padis. In that still small voice, in that still small voice, you shall not Not 
But because of the work of citizens in taking care of these little ones, this grace, as I release it on your life, will start working. You will begin to experience the kingdom dance of the manifestations of God's blessing in your life.
And in the fullness of time, it says, I will give you a television station. And you shall broadcast.
You've been in a path I'm not destined for you. But now the last 43 years of your life will be filled with wonder and glory. Will be filled with adventures. What adventures you ask? Adventures of my spirit. For you have hungered, you have thirsted. And the thing that you have hungered for, I will give it to you. But hey, that is the thing that will be a catalyst for the adventure that I will take you on. Sabaria, wisdom and skill, wisdom and skill, wisdom and skill. I am stolen on you.
The Lord says, I won't twist and turn you. Because I'm molding you into a vessel prepared for these last days. My anointing is on you, sir. Sometimes you have not felt like you're adequate enough, but no, I've called you. I have found you, says the Spirit of God. And now, the anointing I release to you today is preparing you for the thing which I call you. Lord, what an anointing on this young man. Rivers!
The Lord said, from this day forth, I am your strength. I am your arm of strength. Lean on me, says the Spirit of God. For ye, my hand has been upon you even from the young days. And yes, now I am getting ready, the Spirit of God said, to move you into a new chapter in your life. For the chapter you need is to do a trial, hardships, trials, afflictions in the soul, in the emotions, in the body. But now the Spirit of God is saying that this new chapter is a chapter of joy, filled with wonder and praise. And yes, the Lord says, I will surprise you even with blessings for years, even as I'm told. Yes, 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 Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Even as I said to Cornelius that his arms that he had given to the poor had come up to me as a memorial. He said, I've seen your gifts of service and they've come up to me as a memorial. And now from the heavenly realms, I release my blessings.